Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware. And boy, have they found just yet another bug to morph into. And this one really <laughs> sucks. Hey! <laughs> I'm Anna. Oh, man, you had some dad jokes to rival Jake there. Uh, and I'm M. This... <laughs> This week, it is Morph Monday here on Shelf Aware, and we are reading Animorphs number 18, The Decision. Oh boy, a lot of decisions. <laughs> I don't know actually what the decision was, but we can get into that later. Um, <laughs> this was our first Axe POV in a, in a hot minute. What'd you yeah, think, Yeah, since like book number eight. It's yeah. been 10 books. What'd you think? What's your thoughts? I think that... Um, take away, take away the plot, take away the story, whatever. Axe is my favorite POV. Really? Yes, I think so. I mean, I don't always, I mean, I'm not saying he's the best morph by any Mm -hmm. means, but his POV is the most distinct and the most interesting because of the way that he comments on human nature. I was having a little bit of trouble with, uh, our boy Axe just because, and this is entirely my own fault, mm-hmm. but I started accidentally reading his like narration in the voice of the robot from Power Rangers. So, <laughs> what is it? Alpha? What yeah, Alpha. It? Yeah, Alpha. Oh, just Alpha. Like, uh, my name is Axemili Iskaruth. Like, kind of that like nerdy <laughs> voice, you know? <laughs> prince Jake, what is your command? You know, like that sort oh, of thing. Oh, Jake is my prince. Once I started doing that, I couldn't get out of it. So it kind of did go downhill a little bit. I was going to say, I thought that the plot of this was a lot better than our last few. We got a lot of plot holes, though, man. Well, there were a lot of plot holes, but there were a lot of info dumps, which you know that I like that deep lore lore dives. Yes, there was a lot of lore in this one, and that's really what I'm here for. I don't care about the alien toilets. I just want to know, like, the deep, deep history of these aliens and not their toilets and a little bit egg on our face because we do see a returning well two returning uh characters i guess one a character and one a whole race of aliens but sure two returning characters (laughs) eric again eric is like now just a plot device i think Mm -hmm. where he like enters he's like here's what we're doing this week guys and then he pieces out and doesn't offer to help at all he's like um (laughs) charlie like of yes. Charlie's Angels. Good morning, right? Eric the Chi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we also see the the um the Lirins. comeback of the Lyrans, yeah. yes. I was very incorrect about my assumption. But I think we knew that because they'd been mentioned a few times since their initial introduction. Mm-hmm. So that was when I was like, Oh, we're never gonna see them again. And they've been mentioned a few times, so I think our stance has been well, I guess maybe they're important, and it yeah. did turn out. And they had a whole book about them again. A whole so. book. And they're going to be the the cornerstone on which we build this entire franchise. Is going to be the <laughs> entire frogs. revolution here. Yeah. <laughs> Hot yeah. Stuff. So, I definitely this book is better than the last few books we've read. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've got a lot of questions, and my notes here. This I think these are the longest notes that I've written for an Animorphs book, but I wanted to make sure that all of my um, questions, I had, I jotted them down because I've got a lot of them. I have one. answers. No, I don't. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I is wish you on. would. I've skimmed a big portion of this because I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, battle stuff. 
and mainly was just focused mm. on if there was any shipping or uh, any there hints was. as to where these teenagers are located. <laughs> yes, there are a lot of uh, continuity errors, and or at least one major one in this book that I have questions about. So I don't know if I know what you're referring to, so we'll have to get to it when we get to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... Axe POV. Um, Axe eats a lot of cinnamon rolls at the mall, and then he goes <laughs> to meet Eric and Chi in the forest with all the other vandalites. I 100% forgot that was how this book started. <laughs> because it's so nonsensical. He gets, he eats so many cinnamon rolls that they have to call an ambulance. That's <laughs> what happens. <laughs> and he does it all within less than two hours. So, um, Eric tells the vandalites that the Second-ranking guy in the president's secret service is in a year-run hospital in a coma because Chapman has run him over with his minivan. <laughs> this was the kind of bullshit that I was like, I felt like this book was very similar in many ways to the Jake book in which there was time travel. Because mm. it was like this setup of this one plot that's going to be a, the typical stupid Animorphs plot where there's a contrived thing and then like they have to deal with it and they morph a few times and they fix it. You know, like that was yeah. kind of the setup. But then, like, a big thing happened that completely flipped everything on its head. And to some extent, this one also doesn't matter in terms of, like, the the main Action. plot. Yeah. But, like, there was so much other, like, There's lore. Consequences and con- Yeah, consequences. Exactly. So I was... Yes. It, this was like that Jake book if that Jake book was a good book instead of, like, my least favorite book of the series. <laughs> instead of just traipsing about in the jungle and then... Nothing they do matters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as opposed to another book where they traipse around in the jungle and what they do matters a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. Yes. Um, anyway. <laughs> so the Yerks are obviously trying to going to try to infest the Secret Service guy while he's in the coma that he's in. So the Bandalites are like, we have to go save the president by saving his Secret Service guy. This is probably also the first real, like, evidence that points away from them being in California, right? Mm. Because it's like, why is he there? What? <laughs> Without there? the Yeah. First of all, how does a Secret Service agent just, like, get hit by a minivan? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Who was he guarding? If they were going to hit the Secret Service guy, why wouldn't they just hit the president? <laughs> Well, because they want to use the second-in-command Secret Service guy to get to the first-in-command Secret Service agent in order to get to the president, it's which very seems convoluted. like a convoluted plot and also kind Typical of... Typical Visser 3. ...shouldn't work because they we know that they aren't in Washington, D.C. because in that Jake book, they stole a ship to fly to Washington, D.C. So they yep. definitely aren't there, but like... <laughs> California seems. I guess maybe he was on his like two week vacation. I guess, but he wanted to go see the Golden Gate Bridge. He would have been at Sea World because Disneyland is not in the part of California where the Animorphs are. Oh right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, so he was on a family vacation. Let's say. (laughs) So the Vandalites go to the hospital to peep on the situation, and Visser Three shows up in this guy's hospital room, and he's all pissed because when Chapman hit the Secret Service guy with his minivan. He broke the shit out of this guy's body and he's now paralyzed. <laughs> Yerks are so stupid. Which... <laughs> okay. He's like, fix this dude's body so I can morph him and then infest his superior so we can learn the president's secrets. But here's the thing. 
We learned in one of the very first books that even if the host or the original copy is injured, you're just stealing their DNA so you could become an uninjured version of them morph. No, no, no. That's not what happens. Visser 3 wants them to fix him so that he can infest him. And then he's like, they're like, we're not sure if we can. And he's like, if you don't do this in three days, I'm just going to morph him. But I would rather okay, he was fixed okay. to be infested. That's I missed that part because I was like, this makes no well, okay. Yeah, so it then, make but sense. then he's paralyzed. So why does Visser Three just take it, morph it? Oh my god! Because Visser Three says that if he morphs, he can only do it for two hours at a time, and he doesn't want to do that. He would rather that he was just a full-on agent. I guess. So it does. In this instance, the Yerks are not as stupid as they could have been. <laughs> uh it is still a very stupid plan, though. Oh, yeah, but all the Yerks plans are stupid. Why don't they stupid. just infest him and then try and fix him? Well, <laughs> also, I mean, I guess, the thing. I guess their thought would be... It's have not we like ever it's got- a single trip. Like, they can exit and go back as Well, have we ever gotten the, the definitive yes or no on what happens? I feel like I bring this up a lot. What happens if the host dies while mm. the Yerk is in there? Like, would that fuck them up in some way? We've seen where the Yerks, like, have tried, they escaped that horse Mm -hmm. that was dying. And possibly that teacher that was infested at the school. Yeah. When Chapman killed the teacher, maybe he took the Yerk out. So, I don't know. I imagine there's probably, like, a small window where the brain is still synapsing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the yurt can live off that, but I don't. I don't know. That's maybe it's just like. I mean, maybe that. Well, no, Visser Three wouldn't give a shit. I was gonna say maybe that's like cruel and unusual to put a yurt in a body that can't do stuff. But like Visser Three doesn't he care. He was gonna let. He's like, put my brother in this broken Secret Service agent. Yeah, he was gonna let all those yurts get oatmeal addicted. In the last book. So True. like. Stupid. Why don't the, why don't the Vandalites always have oatmeal on them? <laughs> Just spray it in their faces. Yes. I, like, how much do you think? Because for it to work on a infested human, they have to eat it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I assume it would take a minute before like they start showing symptoms. So it definitely wouldn't be like a good battle tactic in terms of like getting out of a tight situation. But it would be a good war tactic. Yeah. Or even, like, if a Yerk is an addict and they've recently kicked the stuff, what if they were just, like, carried around and they're like, hey, you want some of this delicious oatmeal? <laughs> See if they can I don't get know if it's possible for the, the Yerks to, to kick relax. the addict. I don't, yeah. I don't know if they can, if they can kick the habit or not, because it seems mm-hmm. like once they're, once they're fucked, they're kind of fucked. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like just the Bandalites are never utilizing a hundred percent of their tools. <laughs> Almost like they're thirteen year old children. Oh my god. <laughs> so Visser Three notices the Bandalites peeping on a secret plan. So he jumps out of the window and morphs into a bird that is only available on the Andalite home planet and acts as like, Oh my god, how? When did he go back? How did he get back to the planet? And I'm like, but who's to say he didn't obtain that morph before? Before yeah. he was yerked. Like, yeah. if this is a bird that's native to your home planet, that seems like a very easy thing for him to have accessed at some point in his life. I think we might have kind of gotten an answer to this later in the book when, because again, you know, I'm just here for the lore drops. Mm-hmm. The 
the we spoiler alert there's gonna be some other andalites showing up in this book yes. and one of the other andalites mentions two acts or acts talks about it in his narration when talking to the other andalites that like generally warriors don't actually bother picking up morphs which is incredibly stupid extremely stupid they rely on their tails but apparently that is the situation so if Vister three's dude was host was not a spy which he wasn't we know he's a warrior mm-hmm. then i guess maybe he that would be weird that he has i guess a bird morph but it does seem like there's a couple leaps that axe has to take to be like horrified he's immediately by this. like an andalite has betrayed us to the years <laughs> <laughs> which like also why wouldn't he just assume that i mean like i don't know maybe this is speciesist of me but i feel like all the andalites kind of look the same oh my so, god like- <laughs> M, you can't just say that here on our podcast that's public <laughs> they're just all like bluish brown deer creatures with eye stalks that's true. it doesn't seem like there's any variation in their colors like it's not a range of like from green to black or anything it's just like we're all yeah, the same shade like, of blue <laughs> maybe there's like because it's always like it's described as like blue with some brown mixed in so maybe like andalites are really good at picking it up or something but i don't mm. know i feel like maybe they got spots or something yeah like mr three could have just like gone back to he the puts planet. on a little andalite mustache and yeah. sneaks into the planet yeah <laughs> you know spy oh. stuff it, it super wouldn't be worth it to do that, though. But no. I mean, he could have. He could have for this one bird. And his favorite Axe bird. is like, it was a sign. Visser 3 was sending me a sign to let me know that there were other Andalites on his side or something. I'm like, well, maybe that was thinking about it a little too deeply. But I don't believe that Visser 3 has the capacity for political no. intrigue like that. I feel like what we know about the andalites is they're pretty stupid so he probably could have just snuck in and what we know about viscer three is that he's pretty stupid so like he probably just did it just cuz <laughs> just like fast bird oh six wings that's got to be fast and then he just <laughs> barreled out the window so many flaps by the way it's a bird with six wings <laughs> yeah he can hold so many guns with those wings <laughs> can pull so many triggers <laughs> Oh, that's the bird that can shoot a gun. Yeah, not our, not our Tobias. <laughs> uh, anyway, they have to flee from Visser Three. They're all in like seagull morph or something. Yeah, there's also a line in here about how everybody's like, "Oh, seagulls are just like pigeons," and I'm like, "They're super not. They're like, really they're, big. Though. They're really not." But whatever. Yeah. I I can't get too much into how bad you know these what's kids like are. pigeons. Pigeons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know what a bird is that like hangs out on rooftops in large groups of pigeon. I mean, if they are in the seaside town, I guess seagulls would make sense. But like, you don't have to justify it by bringing pigeons into it. That just makes me think you should go get a pigeon. <laughs> or, or again, a sparrow. Or a sparrow Robin, or like anything. any small bird native to the area. Yeah. Uh, so they're fleeing from Visser 3, and Axe is chased onto the rooftop of a restaurant or something, and he and Visser 3 demorph and have a tail battle showdown. Nice. But then the other Bandalites come and land on the roof, and Visser 3's like, oh, fuck, me against six Andalites, no can do, and he, uh, flees. He just jumps into a dumpster and runs away. Me. And <laughs> Axe is like, oh, another chance to avenge my brother gone, I... He looks scared, and that's significant, I guess. How does he know? He's an Andalite. They don't have faces. 
They just have eyes. Four <laughs> eyes. They have eyes. There's nothing. It's everything else is a blank slate. It's like, I don't know. It's like they express themselves through how they're holding their little hooves. And he was holding his hoof <laughs> in a He was holding manner. that up by where a mouth should have been. He was going, oh, no. But also, that wouldn't even work, though, because that would, like, it's a yerk controlling him. So the yerk wouldn't know how to, you That's know? That's true, like, too. Yeah. If, if the yerk is in control of the... This is a... Okay. Okay. So if the yerk is afraid... Uh-huh. The yerk would have to choose to make the host body look oh, afraid. What right? are involuntary, involuntary yeah. actions of a yerk? And can they control those? Because it's like... Does the yerk have to tell the host to breathe? I, th- I feel like that's probably good. <laughs> I feel like they probably got that one down. <laughs> Maybe to that's why they're so stupid. They have to keep going, okay, breathe. Okay, breathe. Okay, breathe. <laughs> Pump the heart. Pump the heart. Pump the heart. <laughs> They only have so much more. Yeah. Only, wait, they only have so... Never mind. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like me dumb... trying to tell that joke. It, I didn't have the brain power for it. It's like that dumb like psychology myth of like, oh, humans only use X percent of their brain. It's yes. like that, except for Yes. Real. It's like limitless. Yes. <laughs> yerks. We got to worry about when the yerks become limitless. Oh, my God. They could, they could all become Bradley Cooper at any moment. Oh. The Vandalites decide to regroup, and they're like, okay, if we morph into the Secret Service guy, we can be him and then tell the Secret Service slash the president about the Yerks and other aliens, lol. Like, if we morphed into the Secret Service guy and then demorphed and then morphed into a rhinoceros, wouldn't that be funny to do in front of the president? This is the dumbest fucking plan. And also, I know I say that every episode, but it really is. It, this one is is super dumb. And also, this gets into one of the moral issues of the week for this oh, book. Here comes which Cassie is, rearing her head. Yeah, fucking Cassie again. Jesus I'm Christ, so sick of Cassie. Cassie. I'm sick of Cassie. But <laughs> they're like, well, we could morph into him. And Cassie's like, but I thought we said we weren't going to morph people. Which, like, to be fair... I was also like, I thought you idiots said you weren't going to morph people. Yeah. But for me, but it was more like... then the next book, they're like, let's morph a person. <laughs> for me, I was more furious because I thought they should morph people from the beginning. Cassie was mm-hmm. more furious because she's like, how dare we? So like, she's, okay. She's like, literally like, that makes us no better than Nazis. And I'm like... Yes! Well, yes! It, well. took us, it took us 18 books plus a few side books to get to Poe's Law here. Like... <laughs> We're really, we're really bringing Nazis into this. Really, Cassie, stop, Cassie, mm. you can't. And then the the conclusion that they're all coming to is that it's fine to morph this dude because he is in a coma and so can't give his consent. Which, like, that's not how that's bonkers. Works. That's bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally unable to say no. So let's take advantage. But if we are using that logic, because I think the the talk about consent book was like two books ago and then the book where they are dealing with the oatmeal was in between this and that one Mm, yeah the oatmeal was the other huge moral issue that they had to slide in there and the oatmeal book was the one where i was like they should just morph people this is ridiculous yes because these people cannot give their consent anyway because they are yerked so Mm -hmm. if our logic is we can morph someone if they are in a coma and therefore cannot give consent. It's then... fine. That's automatic consent. We're allowed to do it. <laughs> then, if they are yerked, that also you counts as automatic them. consent. <laughs> Children. 
Oh my god, they're so stupid. They're so stupid. <laughs> I just, I hate this argument. I hate it so much. Cassie's whole just like, she's on a high horse. And they just want to knock her off of it. It's just like, it's it's like they keep saying things and they think it sounds deep and it just isn't. It's, it's like, it's like us on most episodes of this podcast where mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. They feel mm-hmm. like they're making a point, and anyone listening is just like, they definitely aren't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But And I get, like, okay, science fiction is supposed to have some sort of, like, commentary about humanity or society or whatever. But, like, also, on the other hand, can we just not do that with this series? <laughs> it's fine. Like, just let it be a middle grade my issue is i'm fine if they want to make the argument that you shouldn't morph things without their consent Uh but they can't flip-flop they can't flip-flop and it makes no sense that they're cut off as humans like especially from cassie miss Mm -hmm. earth mother like if you're not cool with creating a human being from nothing and then using them at your will and jettisoning the extra material into z space when you're not using them then you can't be okay with doing that to a crocodile and then birthing the crocodile and then watching the crocodile die in front of you. Exactly. It's, it's. I feel like Cassie just shouldn't be an Animarph. And she's got too many issues here. Too many conflicts. I feel like interest. Cassie can be an Animorph, but she needs to be not frontline anymore. We need to yes. take her off the frontline. She needs to be support staff. She needs to work with Eric the Chi, and that's yes. it. Like, she and Eric, who cannot commit violence of any sort whatsoever. Yes. Tobias got off of support staff when he picked up the new morphs, and now he can mm-hmm. be in the middle of the fray. Bench Cassie, put Tobias in. We're done. Yep. Cassie would be happier not doing this shit, and we would be happier not listening to Cassie. <laughs> not to listen to her. They could just turn off their thought speech to her. Be like, all right, everyone mute Cassie. <laughs> She's going on another one of her tirades. She would be much more interesting if she wasn't doing this shit. <laughs> yep. If yep. she was like, if we didn't have to deal with it, if it was like, give give her something else to do. She can't be frontline anymore. We've heard the argument where, oh, killing things is bad. Oh, morphing things is bad. It's it's mm-hmm. tiring. I'm tired. I think this needs to be like the first big shakeup in the team. Like, I know a lot of the others have, like, Marco has seriously considered walking away on multiple occasions for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I feel like Cassie should be the first one to walk away. Yes. Just- be like i can't i can't do this because it is compromising my humanity and also as we've discussed she has no reason to do it her reason to do it is because she loves the earth but it's putting her in a position where she has to kill the earth so it's like just just stop move to the amazon and tie yourself to a tree i don't know or just be support staff be like in the back planning stuff be the yeah. be the tech the tactician. We need one of those because right now it's Jake and that's going terribly. And his plans are bad. Though I don't really know if I trust Cassie to come up with a good plan though. Do you trust her that. less than Jake? Mm, she loves Jake though, is the thing. <laughs> her, her judgment is also <laughs> <laughs> But then she goes through this whole thing where she's like, We can't morph humans, but also here's the way we're gonna morph into this human. <laughs> Which was, like, very irritating to me for multiple reasons. She's like, the best way to get this guy's DNA is if we all morph into mosquitoes, suck up his blood, and then somehow get the DNA from that blood to morph. Which, I don't know if you guys have 
seen mosquitoes before, but they are extremely tiny. How much blood can a mosquito suck up at one time? Will it even be a significant amount that they can touch? And also, how are they going to get it from their stupid mosquito bellies into their (laughs) human hands in order to touch it to morph? My assumption was, and I could be wrong about this, I think that... Maybe they have. Mm, this is going to be stupid. The thing I say right here. Maybe mosquitoes, mosquitoes can regurgitate. Up. I don't know. I'm can not going to hold it up. But guys, it's that time again. Googling what <laughs> animals do. <laughs> While you're looking that up, Anna, I was going to say I thought that what this was going to come to was they were all going to realize they couldn't get the blood out, and then one of them was going to have to demorph into a human and squish all the other ones. That's what I was going to say. Who is the sacrifice? <laughs> can it be Cassie? Just squish them in their hands <laughs> and pop the blood out and hope they can demorph fast enough de-morph. after their little butts have been squished. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been dark. It would have been so dark. I would have oh been here God. for it. I'm reading a National Geographic article on what happens when a mosquito bites you. Well, because I know it's only, and they bring this up in the book, that it's only the female mosquitoes that do bite. And uh-huh. I thought it had something to do with maybe feeding the children, but I feel like that's incorrect and I'm thinking of birds. That's birds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is how they get malaria. That's fine. Don't yeah, that was also fun in this book when it was the random, because she does, Applegate does this a lot, where she'll just sneak a little zoo books fact in there for us (laughs) she was like oh did you know that mosquito like of all people axe is like oh i had done some research and mosquitoes cause all these diseases like malaria and this and that and that accounts for this percent and i'm like why is he telling us this are the animorphs gonna get malaria then this isn't relevant like but yet here they are I don't know. I can't find anything about mosquitoes. They probably just eat the blood. I think probably the regurgitation thing is nonsense. Like, why would they need to regurgitate? I don't think they would. Yeah. So I think this is a bullshit plan. I think I'm confusing them a little bit with both birds and flies. Mm -hmm. Flies always throw back up. Yeah, but they those are different animals. Yes. (laughs) Maybe maybe Cassie's over here playing 40 chess. She's like. I'm going to I'm gonna make us pretend like we're going to go morph into the human, but with a plan that doesn't work at all. And then when we all find out that we can't get the blood out of our bellies, I'm just going to be like, oh, no. Oh, no I didn't, didn't think work. of that. I guess we can't do it then. Oh, I'm so glad Jake and I got to be bugs, though. I thought it would work. I thought that our little mosquito bellies would have enough blood. Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe it would just like our mosquito bellies would just transfer over to our human bellies and we could just acquire the DNA from our human bellies. Also, I'm pretty sure we've brought this up before. If they can fucking morph from touching some goddamn blood, they should be in the fucking grocery store petting every piece Mm -hmm. of meat that is in that bitch. Though I have to say, uh, parting the kimono. The next book, they do say it has to be alive for them to morph into it. Is blood alive? I think that's nonsense. Is blood alive after the host <laughs> is dead? No, it, well, not after, because he's still alive. The, so he's I know, not, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, if you go to the grocery store and you're just like, yes, let me touch this bloody meat. Yes, it is, but I'm saying also the blood thing shouldn't work. If, mm-hmm. if the rule is it has to be living flesh, that's, blood yeah, is not living flesh, it's blood. Hmm. This whole this whole plan is cockapoo. <laughs> Their rule it's is stupid. that it's it's something you can get DNA from. I am pretty sure you can get DNA from a chunk of meat. 
So the living thing is bullshit if you're allowed to extract blood and have that count. Very true. Because, like, what counts as alive then? <laughs> Are clouds alive? <laughs> Guys, I morphed a cloud. <laughs> God. Ultimately, it does not matter because their plan doesn't matter. Yeah, Spoiler doesn't alert. matter. This whole plot got abandoned like forty percent into the book. So, so they get their mosquito morphs, uh, not easily. Also, because mosquitoes are fucking hard to touch. They get their morphs and then they go to the hospital, and shit goes bad immediately because there's a ton of armed controller guards there, and everyone's shooting at everybody, and then. Guess what happens? A gone our faces again because because <laughs> the animorphs all morphed into such tiny creatures. All their mass went out into Zero's face. Their butts and were hanging was, out in Z's face. Yep, yep. And guess what? There was an Andalite ship zooming on past, and their mass was pulled into the gravitational force of the passing Andalite ship or something, and. Their consciousnesses that passed back onto the majority of their mass that's out in space, and so they're transported to this Andalite ship. I thought this was just a really dark joke from Axe. He's like, <laughs> "You're gonna get dissolved if you if you go out into zero space and a ship flies by." Nope, it's a real thing that happens often enough that their scientists know about it. I thought that the scientist was like, this shouldn't have happened. How did this happen? I thought well, they were it, like... Well, like, they knew enough to be like, he's not making this shit up. They like, connected the Their dots. mass was actually out in Z space. But it, it wasn't like, it's not but, like this is a thing that happens all the time, which would give them reason to not have a bunch of morphs, but they don't. There's no reason that they don't all pick up all the morphs. The Andalites are fucking idiots. Andalites are so stupid. They invented this great technology and they're not even They're not utilizing. It. They're like spies. And that's it. That's all who can use it, just spies. But we are going to make it available to everybody. It's part of my whole thing about how the Andalites are secretly evil. And I really think the Andalites are evil after this book. And we'll get into that maybe in serious theories. Mm-hmm. But... Their whole thing with, like, oh, the Andalites are the most superior race. So I guess maybe that's kind of the thing of, like, their warriors aren't going to switch into animals because they're more powerful in their Andalite forms. And they have squishy <laughs> tails that get you. Like, be a fucking T-Rex. What are we doing? Oh, my God. So essentially, their mosquito bodies are still on Earth. And the mosquito bodies act as anchors for their mind slash souls slash the rest of their mass and eventually throughout the rest of this book they get pulled back into their bodies one by one in the exact moment that they left earth jake is like it's like a rubber band but they don't tell us that's what's happening although it's really obvious that's that's what's happening until like one of the last ones is left or whatever because it was just again very similar to the jake book where they're time traveling and everybody else keeps getting yoinked back and Jake's alone by the end. Like, it was the same setup. And I'm like, okay, so this is literally just that book, but not shitty. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, but for now, they are one Andalite, four humans, and a hawk on board an Andalite ship. And the Andalites put the humans and hawk boy into a jail cell, pretty much. And they're like, we know you have the power to morph, but don't do that so you can escape <laughs> this jail cell. And they're like, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Axe is also like, peace out, Vandalites. I'm back with my people now, suckers. And he like leaves Jake them there. is no longer my prince. Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Ooh. Such betrayal. Drama in the, <laughs> in the Jack's ship. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, necessary drama for the ship to of build. Course, of course. So Axe is talking with the captain of the ship and the tactical officer, and he discovers that this Andalite ship is headed to the Lyran home planet because the Yerks are still bent on taking it over. <laughs> However, instead of this particular ship landing behind the Andalite forces on the Lyran planet, the captain is like, yo, I'm a traitor to my species. Let's go help these Yerks. <laughs> And Axe is like, I know you're not a Yerk because you've been on, you had to have been on the ship for like weeks with no access to a Kendrona pool, even though we have already established that if you, all he does is eat other Yerks, he can survive without a Kendrona pool. But, but that would require him to have brought a bunch of Yerks along as like true. mid-flight snacks. They're not that big though. He could have just had like a cooler. I don't like, think they would have been down for that. cooler sitting under, his, under the steering wheel of the ship and he just I, snacks on him. I also feel like I also feel like that might bring up some questions because Andalites don't have mouths. So he would have oh, to smush he's them. smushing them with his, his little hooves. And I don't know if you can do that discreetly. Uh, well that oh no they I get never mind I they have an answer for that just kidding I was like how do they eat in space and I was like oh that dome thing that, that dome. was stuck yeah. in they got an answer so anyway there's a tussle and the tactical officer has his tail cut off which is I guess the <gasps> equivalent of a man having his dick cut off everyone's real upset about it and uh, he's still able to kill the captain because I guess he was a cool guy I don't know <laughs> he I then have tells theories. Oh. <laughs> He then tells Axe to take his Bandalite friends and run because he's going to aim all the ship's weapons at the Yerks. They've landed near and that's going to blow the ship and everyone on it up because they can't risk being Yerked. And Axe goes to get his human hawk friends and they're like, we escaped our jail cell a while ago and we've just been here watching you for a long time. (laughs) Now let's all become flies and fly out of here. So they do that. I'm just like imagining. So they're flies and they're flying as fast as they can, but they're also very small. So I'm imagining like this epic scene where they're just like dodging and darting debris and explosions and stuff. And then you like zoom out and it's like they've gone five feet. <laughs> like that was the issue back in the plane book, right? Exactly. That the flies couldn't go far enough. Exactly. Uh, Rachel and a few of the others are bitter as hell at Axe for doing what they see as a big betrayal. And Axe is like, I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. Jake is my only prince. I promise. <laughs> I just, never, I, I feel control. like, again, this is some bullshit from everybody because, yeah, mm-hmm. like Axe probably should have been more chill with them. But also I feel like everybody else should be like more chill about the fact that he wants to be with his fucking people. When yes, their whole thing, this is the their first whole time thing in is months. Like, humanity is the most important thing. And it's cool if we kill a bunch of taxons and Hork-Bajir controllers as long as we don't kill human controllers. That's cool. Like, y'all. There's a lot of double standards here with these 13-year-old Vandalites. You guys clearly are putting your species above every other species. And I mean, I get that you're like, oh, we want to save the planet and all those species too. But like, you guys think that your species' right to do whatever the fuck it wants is Mm -hmm. more than for instance, the Yerks. It's like, and I'm not saying that's incorrect, but like, let's all admit here that we are all 
pro our own species you in got this a lot situation. of bias biases yes. biases so like why are you being such bitches to axe for who thought he was going to die a million thousand billion yes. light years away from his his family and is traumatized yes and, and let it, us just remember everyone else on his ship died yes, <laughs> including his it, older brother like his brother who he like Jesus. Looked up to. Like, this is, you guys need to be nicer to Axe. And Rachel's all like, eh, I thought you wanted to be with the Andalites. I'm like, well, yeah. He did. Also, also <laughs> what if he was just like trying to help? I mean, like, he was trying to help them out and fix their situation, but like, what if he was just like playing the Andalites to get to help them? You know, like, yeah. you don't know. Like, the only you guys keeping like oh maybe the andalites will come save us or whatever like what do you think is going to be more helpful if the one andalite you have is pro andalite or if that andalite's like no nah, fuck all you guys like <laughs> the, this it doesn't make sense what do you it would be a million times better for the animorphs if axe went back to the andalites and could argue for them yeah. with the andalites yeah. it is stupid that they're like no you need to stay with us what is he doing for you guys he occasionally they're just can... salty they're so salty they're because so salty axe thinks that his the andalites are better than humans and they don't like that i mean to be fair i didn't like it either i was kind of done with it by the number of times it got said in this book but like <laughs> you know it's fine i'm a human i can admit my biases <laughs> oh so as they're flying away, Axe sees or notices that the Andalite ships are all taking off from the planet. And he realizes that they have a plan. And he realizes what that plan is. But he doesn't want to tell anyone else the plan because some of the Lyrans have been yerked. And as we know, they're psychic. So he doesn't want this information to be spread out. Like he's trying to contain it as much as he can, I guess. So they decide to go swim to the Lyran city that is underwater becoming sharks in a little bit of an ironic twist and some of the Lyrans are yerked and they come across them i thought this was absolutely wild i don't i can't understand what was happening in this scene <laughs> so the Lyrans, i guess someone is able to like send out like fight against the yerk inside them and send out this message to the bandalites that are basically like bite off half of my head don't worry it'll regenerate but also it will kill the yerk inside of my head what are you guys keeping in there that's not necessary to exactly live? you can regenerate a whole ass brain like <laughs> what and you can still function like i could maybe be i could maybe be on board if like they they bit they into it unconscious. ate half their brain they went unconscious and then regenerated like i'd be like yeah. okay cheesy but whatever but like the lyrans are totally fine so like what were the yerks attaching to that was important enough that the yerks could control it and use that like do they have two brains is that's what is that what's if up? they have two brains then i can't imagine that they would ever be able to be completely controlled so i don't know well maybe they they can't be completely controlled yeah. because they were able to like get that message out so maybe that maybe lyrans have two brains <laughs> maybe lyrans have two brains maybe <laughs> uh but then they Asked also and like... answered <laughs> <laughs> but they also obtained some lyran morphs and I don't remember. Does Cassie have an issue with this? Um, she does. She's like, oh wait, and the Lyr- she's and the Lyrans are like, yeah, we can read your thoughts, and we know that you're gonna be like, we they're like, let like me to- stop you there. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. want to hear like, it. <laughs> we know that you don't like being sentient creatures, but we're giving you our consent. It's okay. So then she's on board. Yeah. 
<laughs> so they become Lyrians, but then everyone is like spooked out by these psychic powers, so they turn them off, I guess, so they stop hearing everyone's thoughts all the time. But like, please utilize this morph all the time on Earth to find out who is Yerks. Like, please. They're never going to become these Lyrians again, are they? <laughs> it, well, I was going to say it might be difficult for them to like morph into a Yerk and like or to, into a yerk, into a Lyran, and, like, go into a movie theater and scan people because, like, they are giant frogs. So, yeah, like, just go to the Sharing's next, like, lake house party and chill under the deck or something. Now I'm just picturing, like, them as giant frog people. And I think they're, like, bright yellow or something. Probably. But, like, with, like, a trench coat and, like, a <laughs> at the Sharing. Like, no, it's fine. they're like they're all around the campfire and they're like oh man why don't you take that trench coat off oh no 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 it's it's fine they're like cooking s'mores and his little tongue just leaps out to get the marshmallow (laughs) (laughs) this is now what i want is undercover lyrans and more side stories or maybe eric could could build a projection for them, a hologram for them. So Mm. they can be Lyrans, but have human bodies. That would require Eric to be useful. And I don't think we're going to see that They would leave him a voicemail and then Eric is going to listen to it and immediately delete it. (laughs) Like, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And then four books later show up and be like, hey guys, I have a problem I need you to solve. And they're going to be like, what about the Lyran thing? Oh, uh, new phone i guess uh, yeah i didn't get that uh i think my dog accidentally hit the delete button sorry but eric aren't you a dog what are you talking <laughs> no, about no just built by dogs <laughs> <laughs> i also do look like a dog so i didn't realize that um until this book where ax says that eric the chi mm-hmm. an android yes. is built to look like a walking dog yes he's <laughs> What like are you confused about? Snoopy motherfucker under this <laughs> human hologram. I was picturing more like the droids from like the Star Wars prequels, except more oh, like dog yeah, facey sort of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kind of more of a dog dog features on the face, but that sort of like you know f- musculature. But mm. I do think that Snoopy is the better mental image. <laughs> oh man. So more and more of them keep popping back into their mosquito bodies back on Earth. And they get to this Lyran city underwater. And the Andalites that are still in the city are like, we have a plan. And the plan is that we're going to do a big explosion on the land of this planet. Because the Lyrans don't give a shit about land. They only like water. But the Yerks have to use the land for their stuff. I don't know. I think that's just where they landed. I think that's just where they were right now. That's just where they live right now, yeah. They hadn't gotten enough Lyrans, so they were like... All hork up top. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to blow up all of the land and essentially stop this hostile takeover immediately. Perfect plan. Yo, just... I 100% thought the Andalites were going to do another genocide. Yeah. That's I mean, really that what it seemed like it was leading thing. to. Oh, oh, you meant genocide the Lyrans? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. I super thought they were going to kill all the Lyrans because there was like, there was, and this is kind of getting into my, well, not quite, but I, there was a part in this, and it might have just been because I just finished the fifth season of She-Ra, so I'm, like, getting real Horde Prime vibes off these dudes, but, like, <laughs> they're very culty, right? Like, yeah, 
their whole like for the for the people thing is fucking weird and i don't like it and (laughs) there was like a line in this where one of the andalites is like addressing all of their forces somehow i don't know thought speech i guess across Mm -hmm. the planet whatever who cares um and he's like to our proud I'm not going to look it up because I didn't highlight it, but it's like, to our <laughs> proud Lyran friends, I hope that your god smiles upon you and you do well in this fight. To my fellow Andalites, I hope you all do what you must for the people. And I'm like, oh, they are 100% going to roast Yeah, they're going to just Lyrans. kill all the Lyrans. So I was very ready for an about face here. But well, that and is... to be honest, we don't really know what happened in the aftermath. That's true. Acts at the at the moment of importance it snapped back to reality oops there goes gravity i bet that they still had like i bet that's on their like to-do list they're like okay first we're gonna do this plan if that works cool if not go to step b step b is genocide the lyrans <laughs> where we've built this toxin that only affects lyrans yes like they've done this before these guys mm-hmm. are not to be trusted they are evil i'm they're, telling y'all they're like the city or town council members in hot fuzz like the greater good yeah yeah it's (laughs) we're gonna get to book 51 and it's gonna be like the yurks are dead oh the andalites have enslaved humanity oops (laughs) (laughs) the yurks were just baby andalites all along (laughs) Mm. (laughs) so then these these grown-ass andalite warriors are like we didn't set up the bomb correctly so if you (laughs) teenagers would please go and fix our bomb for us. We can blow up all of the land on this planet. And the the Andalites are like into the idea. And then they get explained that like they're all being rubber banded back one by one or whatever. And they're like, well, then even more of a reason for us to go because we have nothing to lose. I'm like, you could still die. You could, number one, you could still die. Although they (laughs) think that maybe they might be dying when they get rubber banded back. They don't know. But like, Mm. it's like, y'all could still die. Number one. Number two, doesn't that seem like a very bad plan to send the people who aren't stable and are going to disappear at any moment? They could disappear before they get to the bomb is the thing. And they're like, the the scientists, the Andalite scientists are like, which incidentally, weren't we to hold up a second? I just have a feminist rant to go on. Go (laughs) for it. I just realized. Weren't we told... (laughs) A few books ago in the Hork-Bajir Chronicles that Andalite women are all scientists and artists. So what the fuck are all these male Andalites doing being the scientists? That's why the bomb was set up incorrectly, Em. They let men do women's work. Men do it. This is some bullshit. Get out of the bomb kitchen. Out of the (laughs) Get out of the lab and into the biodome to prepare the grass i guess (laughs) anyway point Uh, being all the scientists are like it's it's speeding up and you guys are going to go back faster now it's like this is definitely a reason to not send them on this mission mm -hmm. what are we doing i think they're trying to destroy any evidence that they were there to kill all the lyrans but unfortunately Seems that like it worked out real well for the Andalites here that they got these dumb human teenagers to do their dirty work for them. <laughs> oh mm. my god. Don't trust it, don't trust it, don't trust it. <laughs> At this point, it's just Axe and Jake left. Dream team. So they head out to the bomb. I will say that was also super frustrating in this book that they 
they narrowed it down in a way that it was literally like a squad left first. It was like yeah. Yeah. Tobias, Rachel, Marco, or Rachel and Tobias might have been switched. I can't remember. But the three of them got beefed out first. So we were left with Cassie, Jake, Axe, and then Cassie got dipped, oh, and then and it was finally, Jake and Axe. Cassie just <laughs> I'm so sick of her. I'm so mad because the next book in the actual series is a Cassie POV. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I I'm not I can't. After these two books. I have thoughts on Cassie in the next book that we read, so we'll we'll have to talk about her then. But but stay tuned in like a month and a half, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, in the two weeks from now, in the May. Oh, in the oh, yeah. Next. So in a fortnight, we'll talk about her again, yeah, yeah. and then a fortnight after that. In a fortnight, you'll have to listen to us whine about Cassie some more. Uh, prepare your ears. Jake disappears. It's just Axe. He fixes the bomb, and he's like, detonate it now because there are some controllers here who have hunted down the location of the bomb because Lirens are psychic, and <laughs> they're going idiots. to dismantle it. <laughs> you dumb idiot assholes. Why did you not foresee this happening? <sighs> and Axe is all ready to sacrifice himself, but then right when the bomb explodes, Axe is popped back to his mosquito body. Yay, lucky, lucky. Uh, yeah. And then we're like, oh, there was another, there was a point to them becoming mosquitoes. Axe goes and drinks the Secret Service guy's blood. But then the guy wakes up. And I guess because he does, the Yerks plan is foiled? I don't, he's still like in the hospital with a busted up fucking body. by Yerks. I don't know. I don't know. But the Bandolites are like, well, job well done. We did it. (laughs) Time to go home and watch TGIF. (laughs) We drank some blood. (laughs) Well. Wow. All right, I want to get into serious theories. Yeah, let's. I want to hear what you're thinking about these Andalites and their motives. Well, I've got, I've, I've kind of, I had three essentially, although two were somewhat intertwined. But the one okay. was Andalites are evil, which I've already mm-hmm. discussed, so I'm not going to go over that. That's your big one. That's my big one, and I think that there is evidence in this book that supports it because they seem super fucking culty. Um, yep. But I did want to bring up, in addition to the Andalites are evil theory, this dovetails into a new theory I have which is that specific to this book that the captain was not evil because realized the error of their ways. I think, I think he's working against, I think it's not so much. He was working for the Yerks. I think he was working against the Andalites and I think the Yerks, I'm not saying the Yerks are good. I think the Yerks kind of like sweet talked him into some shit and we're Uh like, Oh, the Andalites are garbage. And he's like, you're right. They are. I'll help you guys. But then they like kind of hid their own problematic shit to him because there's a line in this book that I think just blows everything the fuck wide open. <laughs> you look, you look. Lay it on me. No, I'm convinced. I'm trying to find it. I'm scrolling a lot. Hold on. I had to find it earlier while we were talking, which is why I was very quiet and didn't interrupt you for like a good minute. <laughs> it was unnerving. <laughs> okay. When, uh, what's his face? Axe shows up. And they're on the ship, and he's talking to the the captain and the TO, which is mm-hmm. the officer something. I can't remember what T stands for. Tactical uh, officer. Tactical. The officer. <laughs> the <laughs> officer. The only one. They're very stupid. It's fine. Um, he's explaining that the Animorphs got their powers from Prince Elfangor, uh, Axe's perfect, wonderful brother who does no wrong and is a hero, right? And we know right. this. Right, right. And the T.O. is like, what? Prince Elfangor broke Ciro's kindness? And the captain says, that speculation will never leave this room. And then he goes on to say, between us, I'll say this. I served under Prince Elfangor. I was his T.O. at one time. And any time Elfangor did something, 
it was for a good reason. Elfangor was my friend as well as my prince. I'll believe he broke the rules. I'll never believe he did wrong. And I think that's the same shit that's going on with this, this captain. I think that the captain is breaking rules. He's not doing wrong. I think he's working mm. against the Andalites who are the real villains. And we're, this is all going to come out in like 30 oh, books. True. When I first read that, I because I did highlight this passage, but mm-hmm. when I first read mm-hmm. that, I had the captain and the Tio mixed in my head. So I thought the Tio was like, I used to be this other guy's Tio. Yeah, I had to go reread it because I was like, that was the captain who said that, right? And it, told, it super was. And the captain may have been a spy, but I don't think he was actually evil because I think that this is the same thing as Elfangor. I think that he was signaling like, yes, the same way that Elfangor broke a stupid rule, but it was for the greater good. I'm about to break a stupid rule for the greater good. That was the decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He decided to break some rules because he saw Elfangor did it. The title And he was like, yeehaw, let's go help these yerks. (laughs) Um, My other theory is a minor one, but I did want to bring it up because if I'm right about it, I want to, you know, get it on the board. There is a moment in this book where Axe, go, when they're in the hospital and Axe demorphs in like a kid's room and the kid is like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Axe whatever. And like just blurts it out. And he's like, I don't know why I said that. I just did. And then he like zips out. That kid in like 40 books is going to be super fucking important in some way. They're going to like fucking join oh the God. Animorphs or some shit. I'm calling it right now. Oh my God. There's going to be, like, because we know there's, like, time jumps and stuff later in the series. Yeah. So they're going to be, like, the Animorphs are all grown up, and they're going to, like, be leading the rebellion. And there's going to be, like, it's going to be, like, fucking Solo and that terrible reveal where it's, like, oh, it's a little girl under the helmet or whatever. That's going to be this kid <laughs> who's, like, leading a faction of the rebellion. I'm calling it right now. Who is, like, I knew that the aliens were real because one visited me in my hospital one day, and his oh, name was I... Aximili blah, blah, blah. Oh, calling my it. gosh. Calling it. Anyway, Damn. those are my serious theories. Those are good ones. Those are really good ones. I really want to see them come to fruition. I th- I think I think there was some groundwork laid in this book. Yes. I will say I am very anxious to get to the... Isn't there a book like the Andalite Chronicles that's from Elfangor's point of I, view? I believe the next Megamorphs after In the Time of Dinosaurs is like Megamorphs something with Elfangor, maybe. or And okay. there is an Andalite Chronicles coming up at some point. So I think there's a couple side books that have to do with the Andalites and their whole deal. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. That All that being said, who was your most valuable morph this week? I guess it was Axe, just because I feel like nobody else really yeah. did anything, man. That's true. They all disappeared before they can do anything. It yeah. certainly wasn't Cassie who came up with this bullshit mosquito plan. Very bad plan from Cassie. <laughs> uh, and Rachel, Marco, and Tobias were just outraged. Mm-hmm. And Jake. This was probably the closest I would get to saying Jake is most valuable morph. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. Because he, he did support. He had axes. He back. supported Axe. He didn't fuck up any major plans in any ways. And I think he did actually make a couple tactical decisions that weren't mind-numbingly stupid. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to go with Axe. Yeah, I think it's really Axe, though. He did the bomb thing. He did. And he, and he got the blood from the mosquito bite. <laughs> And he ate so many cinnamon rolls, honestly. Oh, he gets points deducted for that. <laughs> he gave it his all, though. He did. That's one thing you can say about Axe. He always gives it his all. This is true. 
Um, uh, morbid moment? You got one? Yeah. Morbid moment. Oh, I did. It has escaped my mind. I really did. I know I've said I don't prepare for the segments, <laughs> but I did have one for this. I was like, oh, I'll remember that. And here I have not remembered. Um, I think... My God, what was it? I should have written it down. I wrote down everything else I thought about this book. You go first. I don't have one either and was hoping that you would say something <laughs> so I could think of one. I don't know, guys. War. You're professionals. <laughs> um, <laughs> I Maybe like the Animorphs, 13-year-old children being sharks and having to bite the backs of heads off of living beings that are like bite me bite me please and they don't know if that's the lyran or the yerk that's talking also you know what i bet that texture was like a gusher oh no (laughs) oh no have i ruined gushers for you oh oh (laughs) oh my god probably though probably I will say mine was. Also, I don't. We haven't really talked either about the fact that Axe was totally ready to die. Oh he yeah, that like... part. Yeah, that's mine. Calling dibs. That one's no, mine. No, I said it. You all heard <laughs> you it here the, first. Unless Emma edits, edits it out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fucked up situation, but they were like, because I think because he wasn't ready to die, right? Because mm. they were like mad at him and he's they're like a bunch of people just died and he's like yeah i wish i was dead too and then he immediately is like i didn't actually wish i was dead i just felt like i should wish i was dead yeah like it was like survivor's guilt right mm. well i was talking about at the bomb site where he oh yeah that one too see we do have like, two different ones yeah good for he's us like, just blow up the bomb even though i'm still in here with the bomb yeah man axe Axe is MVP, dude. He Axe has been through it, man. Mm-hmm. He was reunited with his people and then yanked away because these humans are needy. <laughs> because his mosquito DNA was still back on Earth. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week, right? I am making the decision to be done with this book. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Way to bring it back. Um, so next week we are starting Anna's new unit on interclass relationships, royal regular relationships. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Royal it. and not sophisticated person at all. <laughs> and remind me again, what's the name of the book we're doing? Crown Duel by Sherwood Smith. Excellent. Um, so that'll be next week. And then the week after that, if you are following along with our Animorph series, we've got a little bit of a change in programming. Not really. We knew this was coming, but a change in <laughs> if you're reading the books in order, I guess, your programming. We're doing Megamorphs number two next in the time of dinosaurs. Yes. Very excited to talk about the dinos. You guys, <laughs> they, go, they go back in time. They go the visit some dinos. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm pro- I'm pro Megamorphs number two. Just going to lay that out there now. I'm glad you are. I just, I texted you this. Day. I was like, there's one point in the book where I was just like, I could not stop laughing. I was like, yep, this is, this is how this book, I understand it's a science fiction book, but yep, this is what's going to happen. Can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's the next couple weeks. Yeah, so in the meantime, if you have your own Animorph series theories or thoughts about 
mosquitoes regurgitating blood, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or you can email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should because we got it. Mm. Guys, just it. mm. Because if you don't, we'll suck out your blood and not in a fun, sexy vampire way, in a gross mosquito way. <laughs> in a gross mosquito way. And we'll probably give you some disease. Malaria. Yeah. Mosquitoes suck, man. Mosquitoes aren't aren't my favorite. They're not great. In the words of K.A. Applegate, Hey, great war. You can't tell who's on what side, Marco yelled. What is this, Vietnam? Oh, what? God, Marco. What? Marco, what? We got to talk about this, Marco. Marco. Marco, no. First of all, what 13-year-old is making a joke about Vietnam? Secondly, First of all, what is he saying? <laughs> oh, man. I was uh, having a... Oh, go ahead if you... No, I was just saying um to end my sentence. <laughs> <laughs>